All right, hallelujah. We bless the name of God and we give praise to God. We thank God for making it possible to me. Today is first of, um, second of May. We are in a new month. It's a month for us to remind ourselves of the church that Jesus is building. The church that Jesus Christ is building. Today, we want to remind ourselves and also to answer this question. What are we using our lives to build? What are we using our lives to build? This morning, during the morning service in Ghana, I asked the same question. What are you using your life to build? What is, what is your your priority now and i want to show you some things in the bible number one matthew chapter 6 verse 33 matthew chapter 6 verse 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all ye first the kingdom of god ladies and gentlemen one of the things that Satan is doing is, is making us forget that God has got an order of priorities. He's got an order, things that he, is important to him. It's not everything. You think it's everything that is important to God. You think God, it is important to God that Arsenal wins the league. Is it important to God? No. If it's important to God, it will be maybe it will be at the back that you are fasting and praying that Arsenal should win the league. It will be it will not be a priority for him. And if you are praying that prayers, it means you 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 don't even know whom you are serving. Because the person that you see, we have to learn. And one of the things that we need to learn is how to please your boss. How to please your boss. Every important person has got something that they like. That is important to them. That if you are working for them and you are serving them, you must learn what that person likes. This is why some of you are always having fights with your bosses. You are always having problems in your workplace. Because you haven't learned what is important to your boss. Your boss is your boss. When he comes, if he likes coffee in the morning, and he comes first in the morning. Somebody that... See, this is something I personally, I personally, I did not know. When I was in the army, I did not know. But all the bosses, I didn't know what I'm teaching you. All the bosses, they smoke and they, they like their tea. So anybody that likes making tea for them, you become, they call it, you become their brew boy or brew whatever. And even though it looks demeaning... They are the very ones that they will like and promote. And you, with all your hard work, with all your discipline, me, my, attend, my appearance, I took my time at my appearance, discipline. When you give me the work, I'll do it. They won't promote you. They will promote that boy that gives them tea, but is indisciplined. Why? The boy has learned, the, sick, the, boy, my, my, the boy is doing something that the master likes. So it's the same way, you see. 
God has got certain things that is very important for him. And those Christians that have bad disciples, bad Christians, God Jesus said, we should be disciples. And so every Christian is a, a disciple, is a student. Bad students are the ones that don't know what makes their master tick. You are in your workplace. Your boss doesn't like you coming too late, but every day you are late. You are in the workplace. Somebody else is, he has found out that, this is my boss, eh? I have found out that when I, I finish my work early and go and help this other people, he, he, he or she really likes it. So you keep on doing it, what will happen? Promotion will come. Yes. In life, and if you know God, you must learn what makes God tick. Yes. So God has got things that are important to him. Yes. Don't, don't let the devil deceive you or, or think that, make you think that everything is the same for God. It is not so. Some things are. This is one of the, the things. Seeking first his kingdom, it pleases him very, very well. Not seeking first your kingdom, but seeking first his kingdom, kingdom. the kingdom of God. Seek that one first. Make that one your priority. Many people talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Because walking the walk means that you would have to make certain sacrifices. It means that you have to sacrifice your own selfish ambition. It will mean that you have to put aside what, what you think is important to you, myself and I, the kingdom of selfishness and pride. You have to put those things and then make yourself like a servant and serve somebody else's agenda. Yes. And when I was in the army, I did not know this. It's not, it's not part of, it's not something that I, as a trained soldier I should be doing. It wasn't really important to me. So they will meet, they, they make their tea, I, I won't make it. Me, I, don't, I don't go and smoke with you, so I won't even make the tea. And it wasn't like I'm being rude or anything, it's not part of, but this other people, I always, I'm going to make a brew, Sarge, do you want some, this, you want some, and then they'll make it for them. Then together you see them, they'll go to the smoking area, they are there talking. They are doing things that please them. If only I had known about this wisdom, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. If you have a boss, learn what, what makes your boss tick. It is, it is not just even in the workplace, even in marriage. You are a wife. Learn what... You see, you are, you, are, you, are, you are a wife to one particular person. You are supposed to know what that particular person makes him, it makes him happy. One husband cooking fufu and big, big meat for them makes them happy. Another husband too, he doesn't like those kind of things. What he likes, give him sex and he's happy. But you see, a foolish wife will be denying the man the thing that makes the man happy. Because, eh, we are all equal, we are all this. Please, stop that nonsense. <coughs> Stop that nonsense. You must learn what makes your husband happy. Yes. Some husbands, if you treat their mothers nice, if you treat their family members nice, they're happy. Do it. Instead of fighting it, it's a wisdom. And that is why the Bible says that you can live at peace with all men. Yes, it is possible. Very, very possible. Do you know why Joseph became who he was? He knew what the king, Pharaoh, wanted. 
and he gave it to him. Suddenly he was promoted. Suddenly he was promoted. There are some people who are in churches, who are in organizations. They are fighting their leaders. They are causing trouble for their leaders. Instead of learning what pleases their leaders, so that there will be a flow, they become Lucifer's, Luciferian spirit, fighting, fighting, everything is argument. You can't flow. You can't flow. God has got priorities. And as a boss, as our God, he has made it very clear. It's not like it's hidden. It's not like we, are, we don't know. He has made it clear. So it is, for, it is wisdom to search for that thing that pleases God. And it says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do that one. Not add all other things, then you come and seek his kingdom. That's the story for most of you. God has got priorities. And you must learn to please God as a boss. Because we are all workers in his vineyard. We are all workers in his vineyard. Our time to be assessed hasn't come yet, but it will come. All our work will pass through fire. Yes. All our work will pass through fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Learn what pleases your boss. If I'm your pastor, you must learn things that, you must know things that when you do, it pleases me. You must know. You are a pastor that, you know you have a pastor that is always talking about soul winning and evangelism and working for the Lord. And you too. All you want to talk about is and my this and my that and my this and my that. I can't have any conversations with you because you don't know wisdom. You don't know wisdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So learn what pleases God. Learn what pleases God has got a priority. God has got one of the things. Let me show you this thing even before I move on. Hmm? One of the things that pleases God, which you must learn, if you are to work with God successfully, is faith. Faith. Faith, yeah. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is virtually impossible. So everybody that is working with God faithless, guess what? You don't know what your boss likes and you will never work in a way, you'll be an employee that will be as if your boss doesn't like you. But it should be the other way around. Your boss doesn't need to please you. You need to please your boss. That is how it works. That is how it works. So, it says in Hebrews 11 verse 6. Uh-huh, read it. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is, you can't please God. How, how can you be so faithless and think that you are pleasing God? And you might say you have faith, but what, what, what faith do you have when we don't see the works of the faith? What faith do you have when you don't pay your tithes? What kind of faith is this? You can't please God. You can't please God. You haven't prioritized. You haven't learned what pleases God. You haven't learned what is important to God. God said that of all the things, that you can have love, you can have this, you can do this, you can whatever. But if you don't know that it is only faith that really pleases God, you see that you'll be an employee, but God will say, I don't really know you, I don't really like this person, I don't know. 
because he hasn't learned what pleases me. Without faith. God wants, that's why I said, we walk by faith, not by sight. Not by what you are seeing with your eyes. But you are walking by faith. Faith. Do you know what it means? Hmm. Let me show you. Uh, uh, let me give you a, an example. As I'm talking, God is there. But can you see him? No. No. You can't see him. As I am talking, you can hear me talk. But when God talks, can you hear him like no. that? No. So, it will take a dimension, which is called faith, which will let you know that God is there, even though I can't see him, even though I can't hear him, but he's there. He's real. That is why you need faith to please. And God said that that is, must be a priority for you. But many people are faithless in their work with God. How do you see faithlessness? Complaining. Whinging. Memoring. That is an expression of faithlessness. And you displease God. Lack of trust. It's a trust in the Lord. You don't trust. Some people, the only time they trust is when they see a sign. When they see a sign. So I'm going to get a job. The only reason why he's saying he's going to get a job is because he knows his uncle is the board chairman. Not because God is there. And you need to learn what is, called, what is important to God. Please, learn this thing. A child, you see, you can have four, five children. Two children. You must learn as a child what pleases my father. What pleases my mother. Yes. Two sons. One said, Father, give me everything. A foolish son. He didn't know what really pleased. Your father needs people to work. Not people who come and take and leave and go and squander it. A foolish son. Many of us don't know what pleases God. Many of us don't know. You are walking with your husband, but you don't... You, even if you know you won't do it, you are, you are so arrogant, you are so boastful. No, your husband likes jollof rice, but you never cook it. You never cook it. You are too arrogant. You, you, are, you are too some way. Because you don't have the nature of God. You don't, you, don't, you don't have the word of God in you. The word of God is able to build every area of your life. This thing I'm teaching you, you start applying even in your workplace. Learn what please find out what pleases your boss. What pleases your boss? And do it. Suddenly you become the darling boy. You know, at a certain point, promotion doesn't come by merit, it comes by who likes you. After a certain point, you cannot start the race, but it gets to a certain point. Promotion comes not by by um what you know, what you have learned, your background or those it comes by who likes you who likes you who likes you promotion it comes by who likes you so god has got priorities my brothers and sisters make god's priority your priority if you are wise amen make god's priority your priority if you are wise and what is god's priority walking by faith Faith. Not by what I see, but by faith. Be a man of faith, a woman of faith. And Hebrews says, faith is the what? Evidence of things not seen. So this is what I'm saying. See, this is why many of you don't pray. You don't pray because you can't see God. 
But you can be on your phone for three hours because you can see the phone and you can interact with, on social media. But God, you can't see him. So you pray five minutes, you are bored. It takes faith to pray long. It takes faith to pray for long hours. To somebody that you are talking to, he will not respond to you. It's like you are talking to him, but he is not talking back to you. But faith will cause you to move on. It takes faith to give to the church. It takes faith. faith. That's why faith pleases God. Now read it for me. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Amen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Yeah. That is faith. And that one pleases God. That one pleases God. You can, you can say you love, but love without faith is not. He said, love that worketh by faith. That's what the Bible puts. Love worketh by faith. Three things. Hope, love, and faith. He said, love that worketh by faith. If you don't have faith, you can't have genuine love. It takes faith to trust your life and say, this is the man I want to marry. This is the woman I want to marry. I will cut off every other person. It is faith. But it is, love is working through faith. Yes. That is why people who can't stay with one person, whenever you have any idea that you have made a mistake in the person whom you chose to marry, as a Christian, you are walking in you are walking in faithlessness. Yes. It's faithlessness that is. It's the faithlessness that is at work. Yeah. That is why it makes you think that, no, you must leave the person. No, you, are made, you could have done better. No, 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 no. It's faithlessness. Yes. It's faithlessness. It's faithlessness. Galatians 5, 6. For in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availed anything, uh-huh. nor uncircumcision. All those things, those, it doesn't matter. But faith which worketh by faith love. Faith which worketh by love. Amen. Faith which what? Worketh by love. Yes. Some of you think you have love, but you don't, you don't have love. Without faith, you can't have love. You can't have love. It's not possible. It takes faith to love. It takes faith to love, brothers and sisters. So, listen. God has got things that are important to him, and one of them is faith. One of them is seeking his kingdom first. One of them is building his kingdom. Building his kingdom. Using your life to build the kingdom of God. That makes that means this is somebody who has found out what pleases God. This is somebody who has found out what is important to God and is doing it. In the age to come, and even here on earth, his promise is that you shall become the head if you don't know. You might think I'm a fool by serving God. But in the age to come, you will become small and I will, I will rule over you. Amen. And it is forever and ever and ever. Oh yes. You know Peter... Ask Jesus Christ, what am I going to get? By making what your kingdom a priority for me, by using my life, I stopped my fishing, I've stopped my fishing business, I've followed you for three years. What am I going to get for this? And Jesus replied them. Jesus replied them. No man who has left. Father, 
mother, brothers, sisters, lands, houses, for my sake. You, you, you said, you will be, there's a reward. So, so, so time will show who was wise. Time will show. So, Luke 18, verse 28, reading from him. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. Yes. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, uh-huh. There is no man that have left house, uh-huh. or parents, uh-huh. or brethren, uh-huh. or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come? In who heaven. shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come? And life, in the world to come, life everlasting. Life everlasting. Life everlasting. So, my brothers and my sisters, Jesus said. If you make my kingdom your priority, what is important to me, make it important to you. You know, there are couples, you'll be shocked that they say they are husband and wife, but the priority of the husband is not the priority of the wife. They, they, they are no, the man is doing his own thing and the woman too is doing his own thing. There's no, there's nothing. Yes. Many of us, and many of us, we are in that, we have that sort of relationship with Jesus Christ. We claim we are married to the church. We claim we are Jesus' husband. Jesus' wife, rather. But, I'm doing my own thing. Jesus too is doing his own thing, but we are in the same household. Like in most marriages now. The man's proud. You see, and if you, if you are a woman, and you think that, you know, you must, you must also have a, a, a vision and you feel sorry for yourself because you've left your vision to follow your husband's vision and Satan is talking to you you better change your mindset quickly yes because it is a right thing for husband and wife to have one word vision, vision. that is that is the godly way not 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 wife is doing his own thing husband to his own thing but you say you are, you are one household. No. You are two households living in one house. Living in one house. And many of us, this is the kind of relationship we have with Jesus Christ. We have with the church. You are in the church, but you are doing your own thing. And Jesus' project too that he's doing to you too, you are doing something different. You are doing your own thing. Totally different. Totally different. So, Jesus said this. Anybody that will make the right priorities, my, my priorities, your priorities. Anybody that makes the right decisions and use their life to build my priorities. This is Jesus talking. I have something for them. And Peter asks a correct question because it is the right question to ask. Go back. Luke 18 verse 28. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed we you. We have left all and what? Followed, followed you. you. That means we have left all to build your kingdom. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, 
There is no man that had left house or parents or brethren or so, wife. So Peter said, they have left all. Jesus is explaining what it means to say, I am following you. What, what it means that when a man says, I have left. There are some things, you, should, you, should, you shouldn't make them a priority. You shouldn't make them a priority. So the first thing that he mentions there is that, is that no mother has left what? House. Some of you, your priority now, I must build a house. I must buy a house. I must... And the thing is that it's a mortgage. It's not even yours. The house that you want to buy, is a mortgage. And it's not yours. For the next 25 to 30 years, it will never be yours. And the time you finish it, paying it. It's not like back here when you buy a house or you build a, you build a house from scratch and it is actually yours. That is all your life. You're, you are not, uh, uh, you are not paying tight because you want to pay your mortgage. You, you want to buy a house. You want to build a house uh, in, 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 in Christiana. You want to build a house in, in uh, uh, Florida. You want to buy a house in, 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 in Kumasi. You want to buy a house in, um, in, in Johannesburg. Your priorities. This is why you are doing ten shifts. Ten shifts. You don't even have time for God. Jesus says, when we talk about church, you don't even want to know. You don't have time for God. Yeah. But Jesus said, no man has left house or parents or brethren. See, sometimes we make our parents become a stumbling block. You want to please your parents. When the desire of your parents is not in line with God's vision, God is the higher authority. Take God. I'm telling you, it's not dishonor. It's not dishonor at all. You always please the higher authority. That is how it works. But some people, they made their parents a stumbling block. Keen to please their parents. And these parents are pushing you away from God's priorities. They want you to use your life to build nonsense. When you should use your life to build something for God. So this is, this, this is, if you have a good Bible, you see that it will be in red. Jesus is saying, you leave your house, you leave your parents, your brothers and sisters, your friends, wife. Yes, leave your wife. It's not easy to leave your wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. You know, when a pastor says, Oh, I'm going on missions. Or somebody says, I want to become a pastor. The first reaction of parents, the first reaction of brethren, the first reaction of friends, the first reaction of wives is that of despair. They think hopeless. Ah, you are throwing your life away. That's what they think. That's what they think. But the same person, if you should say, you tell your parents, oh, I am joining the army. I'm going to, or I'm going to become a, a, a flight attendant or something. And these are dangerous jobs. You can die anytime. They, 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 that one, they will, oh, a job that will take you away even from them. They will say, it's okay, it's fine. You go, it's fine. Yes, because people you want to, you are, we are happy to build our lives. And leave God's kingdom to get stranded. We don't care. We don't really care. 
So he's there. He says, no man who leaves a, a house, parents, brethren, wife, or children for the kingdom's sake. Some people leave their, leave their house, their brethren, but it's not for the kingdom's sake. Some of you are watching me. When was the last time you saw your husband? When was the last time you saw your wife? You have been doing shifts back to back. Your husband doesn't see you. You don't have sex with your husband anymore. You don't have sex with your wife anymore. Because you have made yourself, you must build a, a three-story building for yourself. Okay, go and build it. Oh. Somebody will live in it. You pay that person's rent and light bill. And you will be still suffering here. Having an illusion that one day I'll come back and come and live in the house. How many people are able to do that? And when they go back, two, three years, they die. All of them. That's how it happens. Only a few escape. Hmm. Yeah. You have left your wife. You have left your children. But it's not for the sake of the kingdom. It's for money. It's for greed. Greed money. The money you are getting to, you are not giving God his due. To say that, okay, I'm working because I need to help to build. That is a different agenda. But how many of you are actually working to say it is because of the church? It's because of Jesus' project. Why I'm working? So that I can have enough to support the people of God, the projects of God. No. How many people sit down and say, I'm doing this shift. I'm doing this extra shift so that I can buy four bags of cement. How many people think like that? You are calculating, oh, ah, okay, this shift, this shift, this, okay, four shifts. After four shifts, you know how much you get. Oh, I can buy that bag. I can buy that shoe. I can, I can buy that wig. That's, that's how you think. And you see, the Bible says that people like that, you haven't learned how to please God. You, don't, you haven't prioritized. You are laboring to be rich when you are supposed to be laboring for a blessing. So, my brothers and my sisters, Jesus said it. If you live for the sake of the kingdom, then what is the reward? Who shall not receive manifold more in this present He said, you shall receive manifold. So, this is why he said it that anyone that tries to gain his life, he will lose it. Yes, there are some pe- people, they are trying to, you know, instead of allowing their children to work for God, they are trying to tell their children, go and do this, go to school. Yes, it's good. After school, go and do this, go and do that, go and do this. In your attempt to save the life of your children, you lose them. You lose them to drugs, you lose them to bad friends. By the time they finish all these things, they will tell you there's no God. And you, you, don't, you won't even have a relationship with them. All you know is that I have a, a, a son, a daughter, a daughter who is, who's got a PhD, who's got a master's. But you don't have any relationship with them. Because you push them. Trying to save them, you lose them. But let them work for God. Let them get God in, in, in them. You see that they will come and honor you more. Yes. In your attempt, you think that oh, when, I, when I let my child work for God, ah, it's a wasted investment. No, it's not a wasted investment. They will become a blessing to you. For whosoever, Matthew 16, 25. For whosoever will save his life, shall what? Lose it. 
you are trying to save the life of your marriage, you will lose it. Oh, let me do, you think money, I will have to work this shift and try to do this. And, and some people, they are, they, they, every, every uh, anniversary and whatever, they, they have, last two years, my anniversary, I spent it in my shed. I spent it in my shed. Yes, in, in my shed. We make our own shed. We made our own table. The children became our waiters. And that's how we spent our anniversary. This year, we didn't do anything. Not because we don't want to. But there are other priorities. There are other priorities. Some of you, every anniversary that is not... Yes, celebrate. Thank God. You should be in the house of God. But your anniversary, you are in a hotel. Spending money in a hotel. Traveling and doing all sorts of things. It's, it's, it's good. You have to do some of these things. But you have to recognize and understand hmm, that, that some of these things, you could save the money and do something for God. Yes. Oh, yes. You are happy to do all these things. You are trying to save your marriage. You think that going to those places will save your marriage. Go and ask Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Which luxury hotel didn't they go to? Go and ask J-Lo and the husband. Jennifer Lopez and the husband. Go and ask Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They were even richer than you. Which hotel? They could go and hire islands. That it will cost 25,000 pounds a day to stay in those islands. Secluded islands. 25,000 pounds a day. Did their marriage last? No. In the attempt to save their marriage and forgetting about the things of God, their marriage broke down. Those of us, as I told you, I said me last year, I spent my marriage, in a, my, my marriage anniversary in a shed. This year, I didn't do anything special. But I'm still married. Is Jennifer Lopez married? No. Is Angelina, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, are they married? No. no. So, Jesus said, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. You shall find it. Allow your children to do the work of God. You will find them. They will come back to you. There will be a reward to you. Whatever you are trying to save, you lose it. Whatever you lose and suffer, some of the things you lose it. Some of the things you suffer them. Some of the things you have to sacrifice them. And some of the things you have to die. Some of the friendships that you must lose. You think that you have to be in the in crowd. There are some people, they are devil. You, you must lose them out of your life. But you are keeping them. Okay, your marriage will break. Okay, your work will... You, you see that by trying to keep these things, saving your life, you will lose it. You will lose it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Me, I am at the point in my life, long time ago I decided, if Jesus says it, I do it. That's it. I found him to be reliable. I found him to be faithful. And I found him to be trustworthy. Amen. And if 
he has proven himself on this side of eternity. I know the other side of eternity too is true. Yes. So he says, he says, you shall have many more, manifold more in this life. You shall have manifold more. You shall have manifold, many more. Look, thank God for a church and a message like this. Because I'm telling you, we have been sugarcoating the message. And many people are going to give an account for that nonsense that they are preaching. Let's go back to the Luke 18.30. Luke 18.30. Who shall not receive... Give me another version. Let me see if it will make it very clear. will fail to receive many times as much in this age yes. and the age to come. So there is an age to come and there is also what? An age now. So Jesus is faithful. He says, you, you follow me. He said in Matthew 6.33, I will give you everything added to you as you seek my kingdom. Many people are impatient. They don't want to go through the processes, the trainings, our faith which pleases God. Must be tried and tested always. Our faith must be tried and tested always. See, one of the signs of faithlessness even is, is comes when in our giving. Last year, you used to give five pounds. Last two years, five pounds. When you were not working, five pounds. Ten years ago, when you were not working, five pounds. Now you are working. You started work. It wasn't a good job. Five pounds. Now you have gotten a good job. Five pounds. Faithlessness. You, you can't please God. You haven't learned what pleases God. Giving, you see, our faith must be challenged. Our faith must show the works. And faith that is growing is shown even... I'm using giving as an example. There are other areas. But so that you understand what I'm saying. I'm using giving. There are other areas. So, for you to... Tell me that your faith is increasing and growing and that you are learning to please God more and more. Even your giving will change. It takes faith to give. You gave five pounds at that time. Now you are still giving five pounds at this time. Now you should be giving 20. That should be the level. It should increase. Your faith should, should demonstrate by even your giving. But it's still the same. Faithlessness. You haven't learned anything. Your kind of Christianity is the kind of Christianity that builds nothing. It's the kind of Christianity that makes Christians weak and powerless in the face of the adversity we are facing with unbelievers and the challenges you are facing. Your kind of Christianity, the one you are practicing now, it makes Jesus weak, ineffective, impotent, barren. That's the kind of Christianity you are, you are practicing. Weak one. But the Lord is speaking to you. That it is time. You need to analyze your life. What are you using your life to build? Sometimes I look at some people, I just shake my head. I say, you, 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 you see, when you lack understanding, when you lack wisdom, it is very evident in the way you behave. A prudent man, a man who lacks understanding, 
A prudent man is different from a man who lacks understanding. Yeah. A man who, a man who lacks understanding, you can clearly see from the way they behave. Their priorities. I have come to understand that there is a life now here and there is an age to come. So I should not put all my priorities on the life here, but I should rather put my priorities on the age to come. Some of us, we want to rule with Jesus Christ in the age to come. This is why we make some great sacrifices with our lives. What are you using your life to build? What are you using your life to build? This morning I was telling them, if you want to know what you are using your life to build, write your own tribute like you are dead and write your own tribute. And then you will see. Yes, this is Sister Natasha was born in, in 1976. Sister Natasha was born to Mr. John Brown and uh, Madame so-so-and-so in, in 1976. Went to school and after school went to university. After university, met Mr. K. Brown and they married. When they married, they have children. He worked, he worked in the NHS. He worked in the NHS. He rose to the rank of manager, uh, world manager, and became a, consul- a, a nurse consultant or a doctor or whatever. And in all your story, nothing about God. What a life. There's nothing waiting for you in the age to come. And then you write, oh, and you write in your tribute. It was true. Uh, you, you helped build the kingdom of Babylon very well, 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 well. You built Babylonian system. You, it was in your time that they changed how to do this, how to do that. Oh, you, you really made impact. And many people are deceived by these things. They are deceived by these things. Your obituary. It has not, now, if I take your, your obituary or your tribute, and I take somebody like John Wesley's obituary, John Wesley. Everybody that have used their life to build something for God, at a point, you see that, and he went to school, he did this, he did that, he went to live here, and then one day he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and then he started preaching the gospel, and he went here. Then from that time, you see that every significant thing that is being mentioned in the obituary is to do with the kingdom of God. That is how you know somebody who used his life to build what was important for Jesus Christ. And Jesus will reward that. Jesus will reward that. We can't have the same. That, John Wesley's obituary and what he did, you, it's not the same as somebody that, okay, you finished university, you were born to Mr. and Mrs. So-so and so, you grew up with five siblings, and you, know, you, 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 you finished university, you, went, you started working in the bank. And, and these are things people are so proud about. I work in the bank. I work for the UN. I work for the NHS. I work for this. You are so proud about it. Keep on building. It's good. But is it relevant to... Have you made it relevant to what Jesus Christ is doing here on earth? Have you made it relevant to what Jesus Christ is doing here on earth? So your obituary, that is how it will read. And you went here, you finished NHS, went to do this course here, and after this course here, you, you, you were transferred, you went to London, and you became the 
whatever, whatever. And then they will say all those things. And then you went to work with the UN. And after that, you f- and people, this is, how, this is what we call praises of men. Very deceptive. What pleases men is an abomination to God. That's what the Bible says. What pleases men is an abomination to God. What pleased men was that kill Jesus now. Crucify him. That is what was pleasing men. Crucify him now. Sister, what are you using your life to build? What are you using your life to build? What will be your own obituary? What will be the tribute? And you see that some, you see that that's when you, when you are reading tribute, that's when you see people's fakeness. You say, if the husband is the one that is dead, the wife will come and they'll read the tribute and they'll say, Oh, Mr. Smith, my beloved Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, oh, who is going to do this? So, meanwhile, when a man was alive, you fought the man, always quarrelsome, cantankerous, difficult, not flowing. You are coming to lie to us. You are coming to lie to us. And in your obituary, there is nothing. When, even if the man said, oh, I want to do the work of God, you were the one that said, you can't do it. If you leave, if you go and do God's work, I will leave you. You threaten the man. Yes. What are you using your life to build? Now, not all of us can become pastors. That is agreed. But some must become pastors. So if you are not going to be a pastor, what else can you use? Okay, we need a church, which is Jesus' project. The church is Jesus' project, if you don't know. If you think the church belongs to a man, like you say, it's my church, it's Pastor Ben's church, you are a fool. You are thinking like a fool. So I will say without any apology, you are a fool. It's not my church. Did I go on a cross to die for anybody? Me too, I'm a co-laborer with you. I just happen to be in a leadership position. That's all. But you see, Satan will make you think certain things. You think it's my church. That is why you can't invest. That is why you can't, you can't, you can't make the necessary sacrifices. And one day, you give an account. In the age to come, you, thank God there's an age to come. Yes. You give an account. So, okay, you can't be a pastor at your age. You, you say, I can't be a Okay. In the church, there are other structures in the church. You know what the Bible says? One body, many parts. So in the church, we have organs in the church. We have women's ministry. We have men's ministry. Um, we have youth. We have choir. We have ushers. We have protocol. We have different drivers. Drivers, house fellowship leaders. Different, different things that are in the church. So you can't be a pastor. Out of these things, you can't help to build anything. It's only shift after shift that you are thinking about. You can't build, so you can't, when we call women's ministry meeting, now even it is not physical, it's by Zoom. You won't come. When we call men's ministry meeting, you won't come. When the, when, the, when the women say, okay, let us contribute and buy something. And you don't, you don't want to do anything. Your life is not building anything in the church. You are, yet you, are, you say you are part of the church. I'm not saying become a pastor. No. In Ghana here, it's not everybody that is a pastor. 
But what we are getting everybody to do is that we are getting people to get to the point where you must use your time. If it is three hours you can give to God on a Sunday, give it. Tuesday, teaching me, even teaching, Tuesday teaching. Most of you, you don't watch, you don't listen. Your pastor is preaching and teaching you the word of God which is able to build you. You won't even bother. It's not important to you. You are busy building and doing other things. So, what, what, what are you really using your life, your time? See, and your time is your life. And your life is your time. As I'm standing here, if God says I'll be 92, that is the time I have here on earth. And time comes in phases. Right now, I am young. A time will come, I'll be old. What I'm supposed to be able to do whilst I'm old, I can't do it. As I'm old, the things that right, right now, the strength of a young person that I have, when I get into a setting, I will not have that strength. So the time God has allocated to me is in phases. And I should sit down and analyze, okay, now what are we supposed to be doing to build the kingdom of God? What am I supposed to be using in my life? Some of you, you want to wait until you are 65, 75, when you have gone on retirement and have received your lump uh, pension money. That is when God's kingdom will become important to you. But at that age, what can you really do for God? In the Bible, it says 50 years, you should even retire. 50 years. You should. So we don't have, me, I don't even have a lot of time as I'm standing here. Very soon I'll be 50. Yes. So I'm praying, God, I need speed. Speed. But now here is a case where you are surrounded by people whose mind is not eternity oriented. Who are dull in listening, dull in understanding, dull in seeing the need for speed. That our, our leader that God has given to us, we need speed to achieve a lot of things. You are dull. Your responses are dull, slow. It's not my preaching that is harsh. It's your heart that is hardened. Somebody is listening to me now. You think my preaching is hard. It's not my preaching that is hard. It's your heart that is hardened. With wickedness. And one day you give an account to the king of kings. One day you will know Jesus is the king of kings. And you shall have built his kingdom. One day you get to know. May the Lord help us. Amen. May the Lord help us. Amen. Use your life to build something for Jesus Christ. Can you be an usher? Can you drive? Can you do house fellowship? Even your presence in house fellowship meetings is, in, is, is something. You are building something. Your presence in women's ministry meetings. Your presence in men's ministry meetings. Your presence, even in, on our WhatsApp platforms, you are there. You answer every other foolishness on other platforms, except church one. You read it and you are not concerned. You are not, uh, I, what, what kind, I mean, this one, too, is it going to cost you anything? But because you don't care. And this morning, I was explaining to people that, you see, it doesn't matter what you say. Your action speaks louder. And I was giving an example as a father, 
like as I am here, I have a certain concern and care that makes me think about my wife and my children. Okay, because I love them, I am concerned. Okay, do they have a place where they stay? Is their rent being paid? Do they have food to eat? Now, that is the concern I have for them because I love them. So, it takes a certain kind of closeness and love that makes you think about a person in a certain way. My neighbor, I don't think about whether he's paying his rent or... I just, oh, is he okay? And you know, that is all as, as, that is as far as it goes. But I'm not concerned whether he's paying his rent. I'm not, I, I, I won't think about him in that way. Like, for instance, if you're a married man, you, you should, your wife is the only person you should think about in a sexy way. Your wife. Anybody else you want to think about is, 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 is haram. It's an abomination. And you must train your mind. You know, and, and the love you have for that person should be said that you cannot and you will not reject any other thoughts. Yeah. I am saying this because you say you love Jesus. Okay, if you love Jesus, you must be thinking about Jesus in a certain way. That demonstrates that you love him. Don't say I love Jesus and even offering you don't give. Don't say I love Jesus even meetings you don't attend. You think of Jesus in a general way, not in a close, loving way as it should be. You think about the work of God. And when you say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is in heaven, but his work is here on earth. So you think about the work of God in a generalized way. And you see it in people's actions in this way. When I, and this is how they talk. When I don't have anything to do, that is when I will attend church meetings. When your life revolves not around the church, the church activities must revolve around you, which is wrong. Oh, when you say this meeting, you say, oh, on Tuesday I have this and then I have that, that, that. So maybe let's make it Wednesday because Wednesday I'm off and Wednesday I don't have anything to do. Look at you. Look at you. Your life it surprises me. Look at, look at your life. It's amaz- it amazes me. You, you're amazing me right now. As I'm looking at you, you are, you're amazing me with that kind of mindset and with that kind of life. Yeah. You must start thinking about what is important prioritize what is important to jesus i am telling you ladies and gentlemen people who have been before us made the same mistakes and here we are busy doing it pushing our children even into those things love god you will think about him in a certain way. the way i think about the kingdom of god any money that comes into my hand it ends up going into the things of God. Because, because I'm, I love God. I'm thinking about these projects. It's like how I love my wife and my children. I'm think, I think about their welfare in a certain way. Do you think about God in that way? Do you think about God in that way? Stop playing church. Stop playing church. We are not in that season anymore. Stop playing church. 
Stop playing church. That is not, we are, that's not the season we are in now. Everything is indicating the rapture is near. And many people will be shocked. I want you to examine your life. Use your life to build something for Jesus Christ. Use your life to build something for Jesus. It's not time to be staying in your paneled houses. And then the house of God is in ruins. If you are not aware, if you are not aware, in Europe, the doors for the gospel are fast closing. Some of them are closed. But the doors of, of um, the gospel are closed. Look, centuries ago, the doors of the gospel was open wide. That was the time when Peter the Apostle, um, what's the name? Um, Paul. He, Paul did a missionary tour. He went to Crete. He went to Malta. He went to modern day Turkey. And the gospel, the door for the gospel was open. Now, thousands, no, hundreds of years afterwards, now you can't even stand in, in the street to preach in Europe. The gospel, the door is closed. And you see, it takes only people who are sensitive in the spirit to know some of these things. The door is fast closing. It's fast closing. Work whilst it is day. Work, let us work now. Before it comes to a point where you can't even preach. Work now whilst it is day. Stop building things for yourself. Let me tell you. Look at your great grandmother. Do you even know her name? You don't know her name. Yet she lived a good 80 years. Built built her life. But where is it now? Useless. Forgotten. We don't even, the grandchildren, her own grandchildren, me, I don't remember who my great-great-grandmother is. I don't even know her name. I don't know her name. But if she had built the kingdom of God, I would probably know her name. For God gives memorials. Some are everlasting memorials. I would have known her name. Today we are talking about Ramseya. We are talking about John Knox. We are talking about John Wesley. The Wesley brothers. Yes. Never ever will they be forgotten. It's an honor God gives to people who use their life to build. Yeah. So you, your obituary that I said that, no, yeah, you, and, and then you, 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 somebody's obituary and tribute to be this. Oh, he was born in Ghana, in Accra, to Kwekumenu, and then they, you know, went to university, and then uh, found, got a scholarship, and went to Edinburgh University. And at Edinburgh University, he married John, and they had four children, and he worked in um, Barclays Bank. And grew to become general manager. And, and then retired. And that's your, that is your story. Yeah. That is your life. That is the only thing that is being remembered about you. And the day they finish reading your tribute, people take it and throw it away. Some people, they, even when you give them the tribute book, they don't take it home. They throw it away. And that will be the end of it. The Bible is true. Yeah. But if... Your obituary was okay, went to, was born in Ghana, uh, went, got a scholarship, went to Edinburgh University. At Edinburgh University, he was the pioneer of the students, Christian Students' Union. 
Won souls for God. After that, started a church. It's KKKYY Church. One souls. And, it is, uh, and, and, and you see that, you know, everybody that used their life to build God, somehow along the line, the reading of the tribute ceases to be the ordinary trend of men. And then it starts falling in line. You see, you hear something about God and his kingdom. You, you hear it. You, you see it. Maybe he didn't even become a pastor. But when we are talking about the history of their local church, we can't take them out. Because this is a person that bought cement and built, helped iron rods. And they, you know, there are some, some of you, instead of trying to find mortgage for yourself, why can't you use your, 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 your promotion God has given to you to find a mortgage for the church? To find a place to build. Yes, then you, when, when your obituary is being written, suddenly it will be linked to what Jesus Christ is doing on here, here on earth. And you become important. You become important. You hear what I'm telling you. You don't listen. And you take it for granted. In the age to come, we will see people who are more important and those who are, who are going to be in the outer darkness. Yes. The Lord bless you. Amen. And keep you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Use your life. To build something for God. Amen. Amen. Wherever you are, I want you to get your communion ready. And we are going to have our communion. Lord, as we break bread, break me. Make me break every area of my life that is stubborn and resisting. Break me. Amen. Break me. Amen. Bring it. Just bring the bread and uh, the... So if you have your bread, take your bread out. You see, when we are doing it, he said, This is my body. Jesus said, and he broke it. Broke it. It's a life of brokenness, not a proud, arrogant, boastful life, but a broken life. Mm-hmm. A broken life is always, you find somewhere along the story of their life, they become engrafted like a branch, engrafted into the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. Is your life broken enough? Or there's a lot of resistance when it comes to building the kingdom of God. Let it be broken. And that's what you are going to Lord, every area of my life that is not broken. Brokenness is what we need now. There's too much unbrokenness and pride amongst us. Brokenness is needed now. Brokenness. Brokenness is like land. A land that has been broken into. So, you know, when we were in the army, when they give you new boots, they say break in the boots. Meaning, you have to wear it and, you know, make it set that all. Because when a shoe is new and you march in them, you get blisters. So they say break it in, break it in. So you, you do things to the shoe 
the boots so that when you wear it, it becomes a bit comfortable. Brokenness. Land that has been followed is broken into. It yields more food land. Land that has not been plowed. Many of us, our lives are not broken at all. Too rigid, too stiff. Doesn't matter what the word of God is saying, you won't change. Take it easy. Take it easy. Because one little thing can bring a whole six foot six man down. Can bring all of your pride down. Jesus said, this is my body. Broken, broken. Break it. Brokenness. If you are part of the body of Christ, be broken. That's what we are praying for. Lord, a broken spirit, a contrite spirit, that one you will not reject. This is why David was a man whom you loved. But Saul didn't have a contrite spirit. Very arrogant. Very self-righteous. The body of Christ, may we receive this brokenness. Eat it. Amen. Lift it, lift it. The blood of Jesus Christ is able to save us, is able to build. And it's a cup of blessing. Amen. The new covenant. Let old things, old ways of thinking, old ways to make money, old ways to use our life, the old traditional way, go to school, then when you go to school, then you marry, then when you marry, you have children, then you work, then you die. What a way to live our lives. We have been deceived. But now there is a new covenant. A way to live our lives differently. As we drink the blood of Jesus. May we have a new way of thinking. Amen. A new way of doing things. Amen. We shouldn't look at the kingdom of God with a lot of despisement. We should even pray that our children will find themselves working for God. The blood of Jesus bring us closer to him to his will drink it the blood of Jesus now lift up your hands give your children some to drink give your children some to drink Now, lift up your hands and let's receive the blessing. The Lord bless you. Amen. The Lord calls you now to receive grace that will make you a kingdom builder. Amen. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right, so 